to Human Seeking Human. This is episode 39. In this episode, we're going to do what we do in most episodes, which is read old things from the newspaper for your entertainment. My name is oh, Zandy. Is that what we're doing? Oh, why were you doing it all these episodes? I'm going to have to redo my notes. <laughs> I thought we were reading the worst reviews in the most dramatic fashion. That's my oh, bad. Yeah, wrong podcast. I'm sorry. You're 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 wishing you were on Beach to Sandy again. Sorry, <laughs> oh, that that gig is taken. Oh, well. So this isn't the Toontown Expert Pod. <laughs> no, that's that's our spinoff we're doing soon. Don't worry. Oh, this is my sexy cowboy erotica pod. That's that's my personal one. If you'd like to guest on it, you can. That's only to my OnlyFans though. So. Only Zans. The only Zans, not Xanax. Okay. Um, Just Zandy. Yeah. That's Lil Zan is like that <laughs> rapper. It's it's not a drug thing. It's he's he's like the mini version of Alex Schieffer. Lil Zandy. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh- <laughs> Zans gon' take me. Zans gon' break me. Is that one? Zan's is that a song? Make me, Zan's gonna erase me. Yes, Sandy, get with the times. That song was popular like four years ago. Well, sorry, I'm just so advanced that I've already just completely wiped it off my memory. I probably clubbed to that song as as they do four years ago. Um, yeah. So what we do here is we read things like dream dates, where we find a dream date for the other person in a newspaper personal. Who's going first? You. I'm going to read you a dream date. This is from the Banger Daily News in Banger, Maine. March 28th in 1998. Banger. Banger? I hardly know her. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. no. It's, I think it's pronounced Bangor, by the way. Okay. Someone told me Banger, so I just started doing that. I wanted to be corrected. You know how I do it. Is it really Bangor? Someone literally told me not to pronounce were they just messing with me? Maybe I'm wrong, but I I've definitely been there. I love Maine, so yeah. And I you hadn't I said anything, misled. and then okay, someone's some. There's a YouTube video all about this. I bet it's gonna just take way too long. Sandy said YouTube, but Bangor? I can see it is Bangor. Yeah. Bangor. What? Why did that person lie to me? I'm so upset. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm I'm back. I was just watching a really annoying video about it. It's anno- only annoying because it proves me wrong. Bangor. Bangor. Fuck. Now I feel like an idiot. Okay. Well, I always do. Let me read this from the Bangor Daily News. Bangor, Maine. March 28th, 1998. Get the beach bag out. Romantic, blue-eyed, blonde, single white mom, 39, 5'6", likes gardening, the outdoors, and cuddling. Seeking witty, positive, adventurous, single white male, 35 to 52. I like the outdoors and cuddling, and I'm adventurous. And this what mom seems... I'm also super witty. Yeah, and you're into romantic moms. I don't know about that. 
Oh, okay. Okay, sorry. I my source. I'll I'll check my sources. Moms. I'm into platonic moms. Oh god. That's it. weird. I'm sorry. That was kind of weird, but that's okay. Um, I'm not gonna yuck your yum. Uh, the person that told me you're into uh, romantic moms. Uh, is the one who told me it's pronounced Banger, not Bangor. So I, I'm going to make sure not to reach out to that source again. Yeah. Unreliable sources. Typical Zandy. Your research on Scrappy-Doo, incorrect. Your research it, on don't... how to pronounce Bangor, incorrect. You really want to do this on the podcast where you were wrong about Scrappy-Doo and then I proved you wrong and then you were like, fine, I'm just going to continue to be wrong on purpose, though. I have the I evidence. Believe I, said, I, I believe I said I won't subscribe to your narrative. Um, I was right. Okay, Scrappy-Doo, by the way, if any of you are wondering, we both like Scrappy-Doo. Um, if you don't like Scrappy-Doo, I don't like you. Mm. That's mm-hmm. how I live my life. Do you have a dream day for me, and do they love Scrappy-Doo? Nothing with Scrappy Doo okay. yet. Okay. Um. I'll ask them that later once we're on our date. Belly dancer. Ex medical student. Ex airline stewardess. Five foot three inches. One hundred and ten pounds. Likes opera, ballet, dining, dancing. Seeking professional mail for sincere friendship. So they're putting me in the friend zone. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, that doesn't sound I, very sincere. Don't I want to ask you know. before I respond, what was it about here, about this ad that like you thought I would like? Well, I thought it was a little interesting, but then mm-hmm. also we talk a lot about how being at a turning point and transition in your life and leaving jobs can be good. And she left medical school, mm-hmm. then quit being an airline stewardess to pursue her dream or career as a belly dancer yeah i think that's really cool no i actually like that a lot i like that they included that too at first i was like huh what an interesting thing to include but then i was like huh that's a cool thing to include i'm glad they mentioned that um because i yeah i like I talking about the things that i left you. belly dance oh yeah i'd love to see you belly dance okay yeah i'll um that's also on my only fans but uh yeah, you're going to have to pay. I was like, I'll give you... Sp- no, no, you don't... No, you have to pay We're for friends. that. friends. Can't you give me the friends and family discount? The, it's called the friend zone discount. Fans. <laughs> friends and <laughs> It's a friend zone discount. And no, that doesn't go to you. Um, but I also really like the opera. I Growing up, my dad would get us season tickets to the opera. And we'd go to the opera a few times each summer. Um, I love So that. I wasn't sure if you knew that about me. <laughs> so I heard that. I and I was like, oh. That. Yeah, so you found the perfect person for me. Belly dancing and opera. That's what I usually do on a weekend, so. Beautiful. I am, I know. How's <laughs> is my belly? You haven't do seen you have that yet. you a textual yet. encounter for me? Oh, Zandy. I'll pass. I Thank do. you. <laughs> you literally just asked to see me belly dancing, and now you're like, I'll pass on seeing your belly. Excuse me? I'd Pick like a to lane. See you belly dance in a turtleneck sweater. <laughs> Yes, everyone now their now their minds are like, oh thank God, okay, we did not like picturing that, but now in a turtleneck sweater, now that is decent. Okay, here is this is a textual encounter where I saw you at 
misconnection. This one was sent in actually via email by uh, Josie, she, her. Uh, and it's from the English newspaper, The Metro. And this is actually a response to a different one. So this is their, I didn't, I didn't see the original one, but here's the response. Okay. I'm the handsome redhead mentioned by Italian food lover on November 13th. I'm flattered you want a pizza the action. Your text was like penne's from heaven. If you want us to romantically share an unfeasibly long string of spaghetti, maybe I'll focaccia later. Focaccia, okay. Catch you later. Okay. Uh, And then signed, handsome redhead. (laughs) Sorry. Did this man say he was Italian? The person posted, so on November 13th, signed theirs, Italian food lover, looking for this redhead. And so this redhead said, handsome redhead said, oh, they like Italian food. Let me make my ad all about Italian food. But they should have asked if they like puns. Yeah, true. The true. ad was much more about puns. It really was, and it, it's you know, no matter how much you love Italian food, terrible puns can really still break. It's they can. Break I have to this. say, I think I lost my appetite listening to <laughs> these puns. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, they weren't they weren't great. Pizza, the action. That one was like the best one, I think. Pizza, I like the focaccia action. later. Foca- focaccia, focaccia later. Yeah, focaccia, focaccia later. The problem is, and I didn't mention this because I didn't want to embarrass the handsome redhead, but in parentheses after focaccia, they put catch you to explain oh. the pun. So if you have to no. explain the pun immediately after making the pun, Mm-mm. it's not a pun you should be making. Unless and they didn't it's really. Have to do that. They didn't. Yeah, they didn't. I don't think so. I agree. If I saw focaccia later, I probably would have figured it out. If you're um, going to make a pun, you have to be confident about it. Yeah. And I also they also put, if you want us to romantically share an unfeasibly long string of spaghetti, that's not even a pun. That's just a reference to Lady and the Tramp. I mean, that's not even a pun. So they threw that in there. So pick pick something. Don't. I don't know. I don't know. But maybe it worked. Who knows? I hope so. That'd be cute. I, I do too. I agree. I agree. And I'm I like puns, so I shouldn't I shouldn't be judging this. I like a good pun, I should say. I saw a good textual encounter today on Instagram. Can I do share? You, know? you can. Uh like I know we've talked my, a little bit my, about my thing though. You know, it's a little like threatening because I'm the one who gives these, I'm but to... I'm about to outshine <sighs> you, boot you out of the the podcast and then say focaccia later catch you later <laughs> oh, okay i i just laugh to be polite now that you said it i get it now that we're uh oh i know we've mentioned the lex app before and they do have a missed connection section and there was someone who wrote romeo and question mark the park near 59th in oakland i was with my friend dog sitting uh, you were with a dog named Romeo, and I never got your name. Let's walk dogs together and see how it goes. Well, someone responded and said, Hi, I'm Romeo's owner. We go to Bushrod all the time. Ha ha, can I get a description or time frame? I'd like to think this was me, but maybe it was another Romeo. 
And they said, oh, it did not occur to me there might be multiple Romeos. I was there around 6.30 tonight. I had a Dijon-ish colored tank top and was with two chows, a pug, and my friend. But I get the feeling it might not be you, given that you're 20. I'm delighted at the response just the same. And they said, dude, you're talking about my mom. (gasps) Oh, my. (laughs) That's pretty funny, right? That's hilarious. Yes. Oh, my. Okay. I love that. I love that this person found a misconnection meant for their mother. What? That's I would love to know, like, did they pass along the info to their mom? (laughs) That's a very good question. I don't know. I hope so. I hope so for the original. Unless dad's in the picture. Then I hope they don't. Uh, For the original writer, though, I hope that they found who who they were looking for. But I love that they're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, you're 20? No, 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 no. I'm into I'm into moms. Yeah, moms only. It would be extra funny if this person was like 20. Was like, yeah. I'm not into people my own age. Do you have a mom? <laughs> That's funny. Um, I also like. I don't know why it stuck out to me. Dijon, Dijon top. I Dijon I want to wear more Dijon. I like I like Dijon color. It's a good color. It is. It is. Uh, that's a good one okay okay you're on your way outshining me okay i don't like this um especially because uh with the way back when today you told me not to bring one to the table i have a whole situation to Uh-oh. read to you and it starts with this article and then i have a second excuse me article for you as well and we're gonna get into a murder case so i found this article this is from the escanaba daily press from escanaba michigan september 16th 1931 aged woman leading figure in michigan's most famous murder mystery passes away kalamazoo michigan september 15th A 93-year-old woman who lost wealth, social position, and health in one of the most sensational murder mysteries Michigan has ever known died at the home of her son near here today. The woman, Miss Sarah I. Tabor, formerly a wealthy and socially prominent resident of the Van Buren County, was the central figure in the Maude Tabor Virgo trunk murder mystery of 15 years ago. Her death added another chapter of sorrow to the history of the family, which already had known the suicide of Mrs. Florence Tabor Critchlow, sister of Maud Tabor Virgo. Maud Tabor Virgo, an attractive school teacher, disappeared in 1916. Three years later, her body was found in an old trunk beneath a pile of shingles in Mrs. Tabor's home. The mother, then 80 years old, was charged with the slaying of her daughter. The jury disagreed. Mrs. Tabor told several stories during and after the trial, which ended in disagreement of the jury. She first said that Maud had died in her arms before the fireplace at their home on May 1, 1916, and that she herself had placed the body in the trunk, which had been her daughter's hope chest. Experts testified that Maud Tabor Virgo died following an illegal operation. The mother denied this and testified that her daughter died of an overdose of chloroform and accused the husband, Joseph Virgo. Mrs. Tabor never stood trial a second time, the charges being dismissed for lack of evidence. In 1921, 
Mrs. Tabor, believing she was on her deathbed, told a news story. She said her daughter had committed suicide, that she had witnessed the act, and that at her daughter's request, she had kept the body in the house. Mrs. Tabor's fortune was exputed in fighting the charges against her. In 1922, she became an inmate of the Van Buren County Poorhouse, the same institution she often had visited when her husband, Lester A. Tabor, was a prominent and wealthy lawyer in the county. Later, Mrs. Tabor was taken from the poorhouse by her son, Walter, at whose home she died today. Oh, my gosh. And I did some research to find what else I could see about this case because it's so interesting. And when Mm -hmm. you Google it, like the only thing you can find are like other clippings from the same newspaper, even though it was supposed to be the most famous murder of all time in Michigan in the 30s. Um, That's so bizarre. And like all the finger pointing and everything. That's just wild. And the circumstances. I mean, motive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's weird. That is so strange. Like, yeah, you wish that there was more. I want more. I want a Netflix series. She has three stories, right? So she has the first story, which is that her daughter died of natural causes. Mm -hmm. And then she was like grief stricken and put her daughter in her daughter's hope chest and then just put it out with the shingles for three years until someone found it. The second and then there's story, the chloroform, right? Is that her husband killed her with chloroform, mm-hmm. and then she again just put the daughter's body in the trunk and put it out with the shingles for three years. And then the third story is that her daughter committed suicide, and her final wish was like, "Don't bury me," which to me seems sus. Uh, and so then again. She put her in the hope chest and didn't tell anyone. And what, I, what I'm curious of and what would really indicate the level of guilt here is did the mom look for the daughter after she died? Like, was she saying my daughter is missing and I'm searching for her? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? True, true. Yeah, because weird. That's a good point. Because, yeah, if there was, if she's lying about all, I mean, clearly she seems to be covering something up. Like she, But she admits in all of her stories, she's the one who put the daughter in there. Like, she's like, oh, yes, yeah. I was involved in this. The question is, what were the, yeah, what was the motive or what, like, what actually happened that led to the death? What the heck? This is wild. And there's more. No. <laughs> yeah, there's more. Here's the next article. This is from 1919, so closer to when it happened. The first article is from 1931. Murder charged to Virgo, Maud Tabor's husband. Right? Mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. This is from Paw Paw, Michigan. December 11th. <laughs> Are we sure any of this is real? Maybe that's why there's nothing coming out. This is all fictional stuff. Like some weird... Someone just made a bunch of fake newspapers and saw if like anyone would like read them on a podcast as if they were real that's what this is you're you're being pranked here that honestly there's (laughs) some pretty sensational stories in here but then (laughs) right next to this is may selection for women for episcopal church council which to me doesn't seem made up yeah that's that's too boring to be made up 
Yeah. Anyway, sorry, sorry. I'll let you get to your article. Experts analysis leads to formal accusation. Kin coming home. Pawpaw, Michigan, December 11th. Assistant prosecuting attorney Warner today filed a charge of murder against Joseph C. Virgo, undertaker, in connection with the death of Maud Faith Tabor. He was written in the other article as a lawyer, but okay. Undertaker. Okay, weird. Uh, Filed charge of murder in connection with the death of Maud Faith Tabor, whose embalmed body was found in the trunk of the basement of the Tabor home at Lawton on November 30th by her sister, Mrs. Florence Tabor Critchlow. Okay. This New is a lot more information. First of all, she's embalmed. So someone professionally did. So, so if this, what? And then her husband the is an undertaker and her body was found embalmed. Sus. As fuck. And Hello. none of this was mentioned in the last one, which makes me think yeah. like, are they just making this up? The people at Pawpaw, Michigan have just no journalistic <laughs> integrity. They're just like, you know what? Let's connect these dots for them. We don't know the truth, but let's make these dots connect whether uh, it's They haven't technically taken it to court, though. So maybe what happens is they take this to court and they disprove it. But mm. once again, <laughs> we're hearing many tales. Virgo tells many tales. Denying at first that he knew Maude was in critical condition. Critical condition? What? What is happening? Denying at first that he knew Maude was in critical condition, he later reversed himself and said the mother, Mrs. Sarah Tabor, had asked him to perform an illegal operation and that because of Maude's condition, he had married her in November 1915. <gasps> oh my gosh, I think I figured it out. Okay. This is all starting to make sense. Okay, you're 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 cracking the case right in front of us. I'm not cracking. Discrepancies this case. also existed in his testimony at the inquest and the statements of Mrs. Tabor, who, with her son Walter, will soon be en route to Pawpaw, having been arrested last Saturday in California. Mrs. Tabor said she did not know Maud was in a critical condition. Okay, here's my theory. Okay, and I think this makes sense. Okay. Maud's mother hired her husband to do, hired Maud's husband to do an operation, and Mm -hmm. then he married her because of her condition, which to me means she was probably pregnant, and the mother had asked her future husband to both marry her and perform an abortion. Or maybe both. Uh, or maybe one or the other. Whoa. And that's why she died of chloroform poisoning. <gasps> and why he then embalmed her and they both oh put her in the trunk. God. And didn't tell anyone. If that... I mean, I know, I know that you just like came up with that. So then we don't know. We will not probably never know if that's accurate. But that makes so much sense to me from based on what little I've heard, like uh, just from those two articles, that's quite the theory and it doesn't seem unreasonable, but what do I know? This said, uh, wow. and, and the fact that they're not saying what the operation was for, because back yeah, in the day, yeah. I know that like the, I mean, still the, in some places they would, you'd have to hide that or you'd get in huge trouble, like in some States in the U S like, so 
I, I think it was the FCC. I'm pretty sure you weren't like allowed to say the word pregnant on the radio until the 70s. Like that was a really? dirty word. Oh. Yeah. So it would make sense that obviously they're not going to talk about this stuff. But okay, was, I'm just going to finish like, this. This was a wealthy family too. So they'd probably find and any way they could status. to cover things up. Yeah. Yeah. And look what happens when you cover mm-hmm. things up. They get uncovered and then you go to jail for murdering your daughter. Okay. Expert tells of analysis. The charge against Virgo was filed after Dr. A.S. Wortham, a pathologist of the University of Michigan who examined the body, had testified that the death had followed an illegal operation. Virgo disclaims knowledge of the manner in which his wife died. He had advised the mother against performing the operation, he said. The inquest has been continued until Monday, when the tapers will be placed on the stand. Wow. Wow. Lots of finger pointing, lots of everyone saying they don't know what's going on. And then there's us who we really don't know what's going on. Um, This is wild. I think I I know what's going on. Well, okay, we think we know what's going on. Um, (laughs) But I I wonder if this is going to be a similar situation where we have a listener who is like, Oh, yeah, that's my cousin. Here's all the information about this entire thing. Uh, If this is your cousin, please write in. (laughs) Oh, it's from Chicago. Okay, okay. This is from the Chicago Tribune. Um, If you're from Paw Paw, Michigan, please write in. Yes. Just either way, just because I love the name and I want to know what kind of person it makes you to grow in, grow up in a place called Paw Paw. Maybe it's not a town as much as it's just the person who wrote the article's Papa's house, you know? <laughs> the whole time. Like, I wrote Papa... this at Papa's house. Yeah. <laughs> and then every, t- <laughs> every time they're like, oh, yeah, they're br- they're, um, they're, they were arrested and are being brought to Papa. I'm like, oh, they're in big trouble. <laughs> Papa's going <laughs> to give them a spanking. Papa's going to be real mad. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. If you agree with my theory on what the illegal operation was uh let us know or donate a dollar to Planned Parenthood yes oh yeah (laughs) or both if you disagree donate a dollar to Planned Parenthood anyway Uh, actually no if you disagree donate ten dollars if you disagree dm me with your theory though because I am interested if there's another theory I I see it one way but it's interesting the way they talk around it too. illegal yeah. operation. How many operations yeah. were illegal to have? The only other way I could see this going down would be if she was trying to get like a breast augmentation, which I don't yeah. think they did back then. Um, I wouldn't know. Um, I don't know the history of that. I've, I've looked into the present and future of that, but not in the history like the past. So Sandy's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <sighs> really into the future of breast augmentation. medicine. <laughs> Technology is wild, folks. That technology <laughs> is wild. Just let me just tell you that. Tell us that. Yeah. Hello there, Gigawater Gang. I'm Kina, the host of the boozy and delightfully foul mouth comedy podcast, Historical AF. I'm a nerdy public historian that is joined by a special guest each week to deliver funny, weird, spooky, and morbid historical nuggets you never knew you needed in your ear holes. Past topics have included the magical manhood of Russia's mad monk Rasputin, my hot take that aliens did not 
build the pyramids. Serial killers that both my parents happened to meet as children. Listen, I know what you're thinking. Kina, how do you even exist right now? Also, who was it? All right, I'll tell you. Spoiler alert, it was Sean Wayne Gacy and Mark Allen Smith. Anywho, we can't forget the spooky. I've covered topics ranging from the ghosts of Anne Boleyn to the night marchers in Hawaii. Don't like it, them guys. If you do, you have to strip naked and you have to lay on the dirt. Dim's the rules. You can listen and subscribe to Historical AF wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Historical AF Pod. And finally, you can check out the website for links to listen, sources, because sighting is sexy, photos, and more at historicalafpodcast.com. Okay, bye! Teamsters, I'm Carrie M. And I'm Allison, and this is Podcast Without an Audience, where two friends pick two topics and find intersections or not. We are a psychology and history podcast. And by psychology, my background is actually in social work. So I'll be talking about psychology, history, and sociology. And when I say history, I mean anything from people, places, and things to historical events and tragedies. And then we find intersections between our two topics and try and figure out what connects us all. Mm-hmm. New episodes launch every Thursday. You can find us anywhere you find your podcasts. You can also find us on social media at Pod Without an Odd. We're on both Facebook and Instagram. You can email us at podwithoutanodd at gmail.com or find us on the web at podcastwithoutanaudience.com. Join us each week as we discover what connects us all. And if you support us, blink twice. And if you're out there, keep listening. Do you have an honest ad for us? Maybe you can do an honest ad. I do have one. This one is titled Human Seeking Stability. Mm. When I left my emotionally draining, ultra-conservative high school in 2016, I thought I'd finally find happiness. With a full scholarship to a beautiful college in San Francisco, I was going to be happy, damn it. But after a year of bliss and transformation, everything came crashing down when I was assaulted by a stranger, forcing me to drop out and move home. The years that followed were a turbulent mess of inpatient stays, failed attempts to reintegrate into my old social circles, and ending up on SSI. I was starting to get better after a residential hospital stay, and when I got out, I was ready to return to college in the fall. That was in February 2020. The pandemic threw me back into freefall. I made some rash decisions, including moving and getting a dog, but then I went back to treatment and lost my apartment, forcing me to move back home again. My dog can't live in my parents' house and has been staying with someone else for the past three months. Now I'm desperately looking for a new place, but everything is expensive and I lost my job when I went into treatment. I'm seeking something to bring a sense of normalcy back into my life. I need to get my life together, but every time I try, things only get worse. I'm seeking a life free from the constant anxiety that comes from chasing stability while disabled, broke, and lonely. Hmm. Hmm. That's that's really hard. Yeah. That sounds um, like you've had a a really hard go of it the last couple of years and I'm sorry that you've had to deal with all of that. It's really frustrating when your mental health is your biggest hurdle cuz it's not as simple as a lot of other hurdles can be to jump. And unfortunately a lot of people um 
are less understanding when it comes to mental health hurdles compared to you know other other things like financial or physical anything like that and um yeah and but for what it's worth i mean you have made it to this point despite all of these hurdles um and i think that's something to at least be proud of at this point um and also you writing this out shows that you're you know looking for something else and you're looking for more and you're still fighting and that's not easy that is like probably the hardest thing to do is just to keep fighting sometimes so um for what it's worth i do find that extremely impressive because yeah you know you you left your high school in 2016 and since then it's been a really 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 hard time for you and you're you made it through the pandemic despite everything so yeah so i am proud of you and I, I, uh, I wanted to just reference the listener submission that I sent in to Human Seeking Human before I was on the pod. The first two lines are, I've been working and running my whole life in the pursuit of stability, and a year ago I found it. So why am I still so anxious and unhappy? And I do feel that what helped me more than anything, because I'm also in a very unstable point in my life, I don't have a... Uh, regular fixed income right now. I, you know, am in a city where I'm not as comfortable and familiar as the city where I grew up. And both in times of stability and in times of instability, something that's always really helped me is to think about, and this sounds so corny and I'm sorry that this is my advice, but sometimes like the corny stuff, like the live, laugh, love stuff is like what will keep you alive and moving. Uh, and for me, it's just listing three things I'm grateful for every day and finding something small that makes me happy and just focusing on it for like five minutes a day. For me, sometimes it's just playing Candy Crush on my phone. Like it's just five minutes of me playing in the zone, feeling like, wow, I'm so grateful that I can take five minutes out of my day to just do this silly little thing. And it, it really, it, it can help. And it can help because, you know, even stability isn't stable. <laughs> you can Ooh, have yeah, stability yeah. one day and like the world can come crashing down and ask anyone who thought they were stable before the pandemic. <laughs> true, and, true. Uh, That's a good point. I think when you yeah. learn how to I don't know. It sucks. I get it. It sucks. I've been there and it sucks. But you'll get through it. You'll be stable sometimes and unstable other times. But you'll always have yourself. So just Mm -hmm. try to find something that helps make yourself feel okay. You also have us. We're here for you. And we love you. Yeah, we do. And... Yeah, and I I did I do like that though that what you brought up just specifically that you mentioned like Candy Crush because I know I'm one of those people where if I spend time on an app I get so down on myself for doing that which is so silly. Um it's such a waste of energy to be upset at myself for quote yeah. unquote like wasting time because it doesn't it's whatever it's my time I can do with what I want with it. Um mm-hmm. And then I think I always put myself in the, oh, but I could have done this. I could have done this. I could have done this with that time. Like, why wasn't I doing this? I think it's so important. You're right. And as yeah, even if it's corny or whatever, to just 
enjoy those moments, appreciate those moments, be grateful for them and do not beat yourself up. Yeah, yeah, that's just something that just popped in my head because I tend to do that. So I'm learning here. I'm 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 going to try that. So thank you for saying bring that up. Yeah, it's it, I know that like so many people struggle with self-care. We think about it as like I'm going to have a glass of wine in the bath and put on a face mask and feel relaxed, <laughs> yeah. but like some some people, me included, uh put on a face mask and go, God, I should be doing this every day. I don't take good enough care of my skin. Why don't I do this? Why am I mm. wasting money on skin masks when I should be saving up for my future? Mm. And it's like this thing of, of your brain, when you're stressed and anxious, it doesn't want to relax. And so I find for me that self-care is often taking something that I do already that's small and easy and just saying, shut up and let me enjoy this for five minutes, brain. I yeah, need it yeah, and I yeah. deserve it. I deserve I, it. Yes. Yeah. Maybe I don't deserve a vacation to the Bahamas as self-care. <laughs> maybe I don't deserve a $500 spa day. Maybe I yeah. do and I just can't yeah, afford maybe it. You, you do, but yeah, that's but the issue. five minutes on Candy Crush, I, I am a good enough person that I can enjoy five minutes of Candy Crush, I, no matter what my brain says. So I'm, I'm gonna just gonna go out on a limb here and say you deserve more than that, like at least an hour. But not that you need to take that much time. Rationally, I believe but, you, but the yeah. anxiety part of exactly. my brain. Exactly. No, you're right. It five minutes of Candy Crush without me trying to tear myself down for not being yeah. smart enough to get past level 372 <laughs> and wasting time. It's like it's yeah. like insane. So oh seriously, it's just, just, and set the bar so fucking low for mm-hmm. self-care. The, no. I find that people set the bar. They want to have a Zen meditative three day weekend where yeah. they clean, do their laundry, take care of their hygiene. Like girl, <laughs> give yourself five minutes in your PJs <laughs> playing Candy Crush and you will be okay. Yeah. True. Yeah. I, and um, every day make it regular. People often ask me what I do when I'm anxious and I'm like, I just feel anxious. I don't do anything. They're like, you don't do anything to try to make it better. Like take care of yourself. or I'm like, no, no, no. I just continue on. And that's something that I'm trying to stop and I'm trying, but, and this is helping me because yes, I do the same thing where I think, oh, okay. Oh, I should do self-care. I don't want to take a bath. I don't want to take that effort. Cause like when I think of self-care, I'm like, I don't want to put in that level of effort for something that I'll probably end up just being anxious about anyway that I'm doing it. Um, so I need to like definitely, I think, make a little shift in my thinking and yeah, do something like, Hey, let's play, play video games for, I don't know, a little bit instead of, and just allow myself to do it and focus on it instead of, uh, and use that as like my anxiety self-care. Yeah. And be like, I am okay with five minutes. If my anxiety wants to creep back in at six minutes and tell me that I'm Mm -hmm. wasting time fine but i want five minutes of peace and that makes it so that like it's not in the back of my mind from the start and usually my timer Mm -hmm. goes off and i go i deserve a little bit more peace and i can extend it and i'll go i'm gonna go make food but i'm gonna i'm gonna reset this timer for five more minutes and then i can be stressed and i start scheduling my stress okay okay compartmentalizing I, think, I don't know I think if that, that one's healthy, though. I, I don't know either, but it sounds good to me. No, um, 
I know this is a little skills. off of what we were, what the honest ad was all about, but um, I'm glad we talked about this because even for my sake, this is helpful. And yeah, hopefully the same goes for all of you listeners. So yeah. Do you have any uh, little yep. bonus for us? Oh, yep. what do you have? So first I'm going to describe the picture in this advertisement. This is from the okay. same Escanaba Daily Press, Michigan, September 16th, 1931. It's a, a cartoon. There's a sign that says danger blasting and a big boom behind it. Then there's a woman clutching onto a man who's got his arms up to the side like not touching her and an angrier looking woman staring at him from down the street okay okay and it says imagine your embarrassment when the frightened stranger throws her arms around you just as your wife walks down the street <laughs> and then it says imagine your joy at being able to embrace such a splendid opportunity to save when you buy an electric refrigerator at Escanaba Motor Co. Exceptional what? values here. So, um... No correlation. Just imagine your embarrassment when the frightened stranger throws her arms around you just as your wife walks down the street. Or, imagine your joy at being able to embrace such a splendid opportunity to save when you buy an electric refrigerator I'm at Escanaba so... Motor Co. I'm so confused. So... What are we excited about buying a, fr- a refrigerator? Mm-hmm. And that's why we're hugging people. No. Oh, we're saving a money on a refrigerator. Stranger. Who you save, and then the stranger hugs you. So what's better no, no, is no, 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 no. <laughs> no, there's a boom coming from the danger blasting area, and the frightened stranger just throws her arms around you because she's afraid. She's like, okay, oh, what? she hugs you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And your wife is walking down the street and she sees you and you're embarrassed. Yeah. yeah. And, and your wife's like, what's going on there? Okay. Next paragraph. Okay. Enter. Tab. Capital letter. Imagine your joy at being able to embrace such a splendid opportunity to save when you buy an electric refrigerator. This makes... No, so am I wrong to say this makes no sense? There are two can you like very... in your own words can you in your own words explain this like you reading it again makes makes it even make it makes less sense the second it would be around. if i if i did an ad like this imagine how much it sucks when you stub your toe now okay. imagine how awesome it is when you buy a fridge exactly it makes no so it's just like oh look at this situation you don't want to be in but here's a situation you do want to be in they're tickling your imagination but bone. But they're completely separate. Situ- like, I guess would, it would make sense if they had some relation, right? Like, no like, relation. What if you save, oh, the, they like embrace you because you saved them from a falling uh, refrigerator. Oh, but your wife will embrace you when you save money buying a refrigerator. Like, at least mm-hmm. have a refrigerator in both, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. You could, Not, but no. I'm just my standards for humor are just really high. What can I say? And uh, it turns out, uh, yeah. Another yeah. interesting thing about this newspaper is that there's like coverage of what's going on with Gandhi because it was 1931. 
So there's a big article called Gandhi asks that India be self-governed. And it's like, wow, I forgot that people knew what was going on with Gandhi in like current day times. And he isn't just like a historical <laughs> figure who always lived oh. in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a weird thought. Well, that was fun. A fun little thing of confusion. So I appreciate that. Yeah. I think we had a good time. I had a blast. I had a blast. Oh, I, this was a good episode. What's up? We forgot to mention in the last episode, but if you are a paid subscriber, we did release a bonus episode. Uh, it gets really vulnerable and deep, and it's pretty sweet. And uh, if and it's you want to subscribe, too. there's a link in the show notes. Yeah, it's like a, it's like an hour long. Yeah, and it was a really lot. Deep. <laughs> you think bonus episodes? You don't think longer episodes? But you pay us money, we give you something something good. Uh, yeah, no, it was really fun. I actually really enjoyed recording it. Um, and yeah, by the time this episode comes out, it will definitely be out. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, go check that out and uh, I th- believe it's also you can go to anchor.fm slash uh, human seeking human slash subscribe you could go to that that's exactly the correct link that is the correct link cool I was surprised I was right uh, yeah and uh, hopefully we'll uh, you'll enjoy the bonus episode um, yeah and thank you everyone for listening here uh, I had a great time I think this was a really good episode just like every other episode so can't wait to talk to you next week until then 